Right. Gary Con, day two. Annie Goodman, you're in field, on the line, and the front line reporter reporting for duty. Sir! Sir, I'm feel I I'm paying I'm paying the price this morning. I'm paying the price of a uh, rather long drinking session with my good friend Daniel Norton from Bandit's Keep. I hope he's feeling as bad as I am this morning. So, um, and of course, today is the day that I'm running eight hours of, of, of gaming, including the tournament. But I, I'm paying the price, and um, my penance for paying the price, because you've got to pay a penance for paying the price as well, is uh, I'm standing at, uh, at the T, at the, at the backward T of the Brute. The Brute, hole number nine on the uh, Lake Geneva golf course. I didn't even know there was a golf course here. Last time we were here, everything was covered in snow, so... Yeah, because we wouldn't know there was a golf course, but there is. It's quite a beautiful golf course. Of course, it's it's teeming, absolutely teeming with um, overweight gamers in in uh, mobility scooters. Who, you know, desperate to get out and do a quick, you know, back nine. No, no, it's not. Uh, I'm literally the only person I can see in a sort of four mile radius because everyone's inside getting ready for gaming. But but um, I'm taking the. Um, early 90s Arsenal approach to recovering from a hangover. Um, so uh, that means going for a run and, and hating yourself. So, um, so yeah, I'm, there's a lot of I, some very weird waterfowl making some weird noises. It sounds like they're laughing at me. Um, yeah, so uh, in the early 90s, uh, in the early, and I'm realizing I'm recording this through my headphones now, so this will sound shitty. But in the early '90s, the Arsenal football team—they were a bunch of alcoholics, basically—and um, after a huge bender, midweek, like massive drinking session, they would uh, they would roll in, stinking of booze, and do the training, and they would sweat it out. That was their theory; they'd sweat out the poisons. So I'm taking my cue from the one and only Tony Adams, and I'm going to try and sweat out my poisons. And uh, then I'm going to get some breakfast. And then I'm going to question um, the, my decisions in life. And then I'm going to go and run Isla de la Muerta. It's going to be fun. It's totally improvised. I'm doing it. I'm running a totally, totally improvised game at GaryCon. Let's see how it goes. So, just finished game number one. Isla de la Muerta, Island of Death, and um, it was fucking amazing. I just had the most fun imaginable at a con game. Uh, I've probably said this before uh, about some of the other games, but this group was excellent. They were excellent. I, I had fun last night, no question, but just somehow the, the dynamics weren't as good. Um, some of the players last night weren't as vocal or into it. Plus, we were in a small room and there was a, quite a few tables, so the noise levels were high. I, I found it hard to hear what people were saying. Uh, but this was a much better space. And this gang, amazing. Archie, Archie, hello Archie. I'm sure you'll agree, they were a great bunch. Uh, Archie was there for the first hour and 45. He, he had told me, please kill me at 12.45. I didn't manage to kill him. I think I did something much, much worse to him, which um, I won't spoil because... You know, Isla de la Huerta is, is going to be our, uh, one of our upcoming series. Um, pretty much improvised, but taking a lot of the themes and cues from that game. And this group, they were, they were just 
really up for it. They were engaging, funny, hilarious, excellent role players. Really went for it. Enjoyed the horror. I think I think I outdid myself in some moments. Archie's toilet scene was a classic. I think of its kind. I wish I, I wish somehow you could record these sessions, but obviously you can't. It's impossible. The noise is, is, is noise levels are too high. So yeah, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. This is this is why we run tournaments. This is why we run tournaments. Um, tournaments. <laughs> this is why we come to conventions and run games at conventions because you get this buzz. Yeah, it's like a high wire act. You know, when you're playing with a regular group, you know more or less how things are going to go, and it just in ter- not in terms of what's going to happen in the game, but how the dynamics work and, and how everyone's going to be. And when you come to a gaming convention, you have no idea. It could be a brilliant or it could be a disaster. Truth be told, I've only ever had one disaster now in, I guess this is like my 12th, 13th convention game that I've run. There was only ever one disaster per se. And all the other games have been good, but some of them, and this is one of them, have been, have been amazing. And uh, so I, I <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. So I've got a three hour break. I should probably try and get, catch up on a bit of sleep. I didn't sleep much last night after drinking way too much. Oh, sorry. And, uh, and yeah, I got three hours until, holy shit, the... So far, heretofore unnamed, unidentified AD&D tournament. There's a reason why they've kept the game secret, and I will not give spoilers until tomorrow. But I've got to say, it's something pretty amazing from a historical point of view in terms of, of D&D and the history of D&D and the history of uh, Gygax and Gen Con and things like that. So, um, yeah... I will not make another report until after the game. Uh, might be really late because the game finishes at 10 and then I've got to do the scoring. Jesus Christ, scoring. We won D&D. That's, that'll, the winners will be able to actually say that. That's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, rambling away. I'll leave it there. So, GaryCon Day 3. I'm a little out of breath because I just uh, I was just running somewhere, but don't worry, I'm okay. I'm living. So uh, I didn't post yesterday, so uh, I need to catch you up. Even though I made a couple of recordings, but what I failed to do was to record the afterplay report for the tournament, the Legends of Role Playing Tournament, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, Death by by Dice. Uh, yeah. So first, how did it go? I guess that's probably what you want to know. How did it go? It it was great. It was great. <laughs> I do not know if this is me finding my D&D mojo again. Um, certainly, certainly nothing to do with the rules, because boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah, AD&D, what a game, eh? What a mess of a game. What a beautiful, glorious mess of a game. But of course, it's... And it's probably more nostalgia than anything that that um, I'm enjoying about... I enjoyed about running it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, terrible, terrible game system in the end. But it doesn't matter, because you can just ignore all the rules. And that's a damn good thing, too. Because believe me, weapon speeds, segments, casting times... Um, uh, uh, 
what do you do when someone's trying to do something that isn't in the rules? I mean, that's the whole problem. Oh, there is the auction going on. I am missing the auction. I'm walking past the auction. <laughs> Better not look too closely because I, I probably don't want to spend more money than, than is sensible. I'm actually heading to the dealer's room right now uh, to spend a different amount of money, <laughs> probably. Um, but let's go back to the tournament. What was awesome about it was that it was the tomb of Ra Hotep. Um, and for those of you that know your D&D history, they kept that secret. That was the spoiler. I don't know if I gave the spoiler away. I think I sort of did when I said it's a bit of a ripoff of the Tomb of Horrors because it wasn't a ripoff of the Tomb of Horrors. This was the proto-Tomb of Horrors. So this was written by someone called Lucian someone, I think. I can't remember the guy's name. But Paul Stormberg, who organized the League of Legends. League of Legends? That's something else, isn't it? League of Legends. No, the Legends of Roleplaying, who organized the Legends of Roleplaying. Sorry, there's a noisy fan, a really noisy fan, because this part of the hotel is being rebuilt. <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so he had expanded this original uh, module adventure that was actually written and sent to Gary Gygax by this Lucian chap in about 1972. And it is essentially the Tomb of Horrors, but a more sort of primal version of it. And it's got a very Egyptian setting. And I don't know how much of it was expanded. But the thing is, I actually have that module because the, there's a reprint of it um, in the, art, uh, the Wizards of the Coast Arts and Arcana um, deluxe set that you can get. And I have read it. Or maybe I'd skimmed it, but I didn't realize. But actually, thinking back, that reprint is actually, I think, Gygax's version of the Tomb of Rahotep. And it is the original Tomb of Horrors. So that's probably why I got confused. Paul Stormberg probably thinks somewhat different, but I'll go back and I'll verify at some point. But anyway, it, it was pure nit nitrous-fueled nostalgia. That's what it was. It was absolutely gorgeous, fantastic and um, really good fun to run. And it was a tournament and I was on. It was the hardest, hardest game, game mastering I think I've ever had to do because the pressure was on you to move them quickly through without spoon feeding them, without actually helping them, but trying to get the maximum bang for their buck. Because ultimately you can only really win if you get to the end and defeat the big boss. And I thought, having run it, I thought there is no fucking way anyone's gonna get to the end because i was i we were racing through it and we didn't we got to the false tomb if you know your tomb of horrors you'll know there is there is a false tomb the classic false tomb that where you think the demi lich is but but he isn't same here same setup uh they got to the false tomb they didn't even manage to fight the fake uh the fake rahotep um so but they did really well otherwise i think they did really well they only, but only one person died, so I feel like I failed. I feel like I failed. Um, only one person died. I think I'm gonna have to just hang up my DM spurs right now. There's all these delusions I have about getting back into D&D &D and AD&D. If you can only kill one person in the death trap that is the proto-team of horrors, you ain't got it, mate, have you? You ain't got it. So yeah, I had a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> the game's 
the, the um, dealer's hall shuts at five o'clock. I sort of sensed it was, and I arrived there at one minute to five. So, well, I guess it, what it means is I can't spend any money. That is a good thing, yeah? Bad thing is means I'm going to be walking back past the auction. Oy. Look, I'm not one of these collectors. I, you know, I, I have a great deal of nostalgia for, for the old game, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not one of those people. One of those people. One of you people. Um, what do you mean, you people? Uh, but yeah, just to wrap up, really, on running AD and D again. Was it really? Did I really recapture something? from when I was playing as a kid. I don't think I did. I actually don't think I did. Because no matter that, it was the same rule set and, and even the same adventure. Um, yeah, I'm different. <laughs> you can't be that 14-year-old, that wide-eyed, excited 14-year-old who's, who's never seen anything like this before. I think this, it is a futile attempt to try and recapture that nostalgia. It's the same with many things, with music, with books, with comics, with literature, with art. You can't find that wide-eyed wonder again because you know this stuff. And you, you may be a bit cynical and a bit critical and you can see the holes and you can see the flaws. But that is not to say that I didn't have an amazing time. I had nine... Re well, let's say seven <laughs> really engaged players out of the nine. I really enjoyed playing with them. I hope they enjoyed being force-fed through the mince mincing machine by me. That long fucking corridor with all the traps in is still a shitty piece of design. I'm sorry, Paul, if you ever listen to this. Get rid of that room. <laughs> you told me yourself afterwards when you playtested it, it took them two hours to get through that corridor. <laughs> My group only took one hour, so I guess they, they were a bit ahead, but on a four-hour module, you don't want to spend one hour in a corridor. Honestly. Honestly. Dude. Uh, so, I will leave another report tomorrow. It is actually the end of day three, as I mentioned, but this is going to be the day two report because today was a Mutant Crawl Classic day. And some pretty, pretty, pretty interesting stuff happened on the way to the forum. See ya. Um.